Good morning. Welcome to this podcast called Amber Glore. I want to get right into it, but I have to do some Patreon shoutouts for all of our lovely patrons on the Golden Skull tier on patreon.com slash some good shows shout out to alice montgomery andrew albers ben krieger casual colleen charlotte ellis colleen humphreys doc rubente eddie santiago emily lyon emma the seance emo seal emphatic olive ezra hannah kim khalid saeed Kyle Hatfield, Matt aka Stormageddon, Michael Robertson, Nancy Konek, Nene12715, Nez, Nick Potter, Pilnock, Sammy, Spence, Steph, Stephen Mayfield, Victoria Dion, and Zach. Without further ado, here it comes. show where we explore the weird characters in history that's used to sell you food and other garbage. I'm your host, Cam Koenig. And I'm Jamoka Nate. Great. And today, we're joined by our worst enemy, Pilnock. Hi, Pilnock. How are you? Hey, losers. Hey, what's up? What a mean lady. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Um, well, Pilnock, you know, you've been mm. on the show a couple of times, so obviously you know the question that we ask everybody. Can you hear him? Stop looking. <laughs> okay, stop, stop. Two, we're the, I, I, I'm, I have to do a different thing for this one. We're not, we're not doing that. Okay. I want to answer. I want to ask you a food-related question. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. What is the like? I'm. Can I reference weed? Yeah. For you? Okay. Are you kidding me? Um, have you listened to the MCU Thoughtcast <laughs> available on podcast platforms everywhere? Okay. Yeah. So what is what is the the I'm high and I'm DoorDash and Cheesecake choice? Factory? Oh hell yeah! <laughs> Every time. That's actually That's how you know Kelly is a salaried whitely. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Cheesecake Factory every time, fried macaroni and cheese balls yeah. almost every time. The avocado uh, egg rolls are great, guys. Uh, <laughs> big fan of the pastas, you know. Uh, they used to have a red velvet cheesecake. That was my fave. Bring it back, guys, please. It's <laughs> <laughs> my fave. Yeah, I know you're listening, Cheesecake Factory, please. Yeah, the pumpkin and the uh, pecan pumpkin are fine. I fuck with I fuck with their key lime cheesecake pretty heavy. That shit's good as hell. It's pretty good. Would you disclose how much you spend at a, at a cheesecake factory uh, DoorDash per per visit or per per dash? Like seventy. <laughs> oh, baby. I, I, res- I respect the shit out of that. Yeah. Fuck yeah. This lady rules. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I tip so well. To be clear. Oh, of course. Oh, yeah. Of course. I of feel course. like such a dick for doing it. So I'm like. Here's so much extra money. It's like it's like here are the three amounts that we suggest, and I'm like other. Let's go. Come on. Yeah. yeah. Pillnog is really living that like lady on the street that gives away king size candy bars for Halloween. I do. I love Yo! Halloween. I do give away kings. Yeah, I fully believe that about you. Yeah. Oh shit. I left yeah. a bowl out this year since I wasn't in. And they they smoked it. Oh, for sure. Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> for sure. This kid is like, I'm the Mandalorian. <laughs> yeah, there's all those like, uh, there's all those uh, fucking 
news articles or fucking public service announcements being like these people are trying to hide drugs in their candy and pill knock over here just was like all right fucking bet like let's no, go I like meant a giant like metal bowl of candy i left on the porch because we right were, yeah but okay. also <laughs> yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. you're worried about like a razor blade in your apple but you know what else you can make out of an apple that's true oh yeah anyway snickers candy bars <laughs> um <laughs> Well, hey, I don't actually have a report today because uh, I'm very tired and we had like some scheduling changes last minute and I was going to write mine tonight. But then I got home and ate dinner and here I am. So, uh, Nate, uh, the, the, the show belongs to you temporarily. <laughs> Should Good. I get my rosary? No, this is this is this is like straight up. This is a like a normal ass report. I'm, I'm switching gears on something here. Um Treasure Planet is the 43rd animated classic of the Walt Disney Classics collection. Yeah, and that movie's fucking great, too. Hell yeah. It, it makes use of science fiction, 3D computer animation, and 2D traditional animation. The film was co-written and produced by Ron Clements and John Musker. Wow. I hardly know her. Great. <laughs> the film was nominated for the 2002 Academy Award for Best Animated Picture, and it didn't win. It is a retelling of the adaptation of Robert Louis Stevenson's Treasure Island. Treasure Island, originally titled The Sea Cook, A Story for Boys. Oh. <laughs> hey, what? Really? <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's charming. The Sea Cook, A Story for Boys. Like, that, that is, like, stupid and gendered, but also, like, if something released like that today, I'd be like, yeah. it's, like, some sort of weird charm to that title. Right. Like, I don't understand. Telling me what the story is for immediately, so helpful. Thank you. I'm out. Like, they are setting expectations. They're doing yeah. everything a title should be doing. Most of what I watch is shonen anime. Shonen <laughs> means young boy in yeah. Japanese. Right. <laughs> so... Hi. Hello. <laughs> it's an adventure novel written by Scottish author Robert Louis Stevenson telling a story of buccaneers and buried gold. It is considered a coming-of-age story and is noted for its atmosphere, characters, and action. The book's plot features Jim Hawkins in search of an entire island full of planets or something. I don't know. I didn't read the book and I only saw Treasure Planet once when I was 12 or something. I don't fucking know. It's fine. I think people just need to kind of move on with their lives. Anyway, Jim Hawkins' nemesis in the book and what I think I'm doing this report on <laughs> is Long John Silver. Oh, oh. yes. <laughs> okay. I love the moment of realization yeah. when it kicks in yeah. of like, what the fuck is I was like, are we doing like a Muppets thing? <laughs> I guess I guess they do be pirates, huh? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't like that I like Long John Silvers. I've never been. Okay, don't. see just don't. See, that's that's the thing, is I was I was gonna ask like what your experience with it is, and I know that Cam, it's a it's a it's a Konek family. Uh, <laughs> so let me give you an update. Hmm. That Long John Silvers is no longer there. And whenever I was home for Thanksgiving this past week, my, my mom <laughs> did tell me how sad she was. It was gone three times. Nancy, I'm I'm so sorry for you. What the uh, fuck? Open back up. It's a car wash now. It just like closed overnight, apparently, and they tore it down and built a car wash. Um, it's a different kind of drive through now. Yeah, no, okay. like this thing was it just. Yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, they paved paradise and put up a yeah driving wash a driving wash yeah <laughs> um <laughs> yeah i yeah i ate a lot What's of your... long john silvers growing up 
what's uh what what well, me too but not in the way you mean but what is the <laughs> what did you what was the, what was your your fave food when you went there? i really like the fish sandwich it sucks <laughs> generic I'm i sorry. know i'm sorry like what do you get at long john silver's oh the sandwich of fish yeah. <laughs> um it's got like uh it's got like it's got like you know your your fish uh and it's got like those like My longer fish. like the, it's like almost like a hot dog bun like sandwich roll kind of like split in half and then that's the sandwich. like thing. a hoagie yeah, yeah yeah uh and then it had like i think some like shredded lettuce mixed in with some like tartar sauce yeah, it was not good, but I really I have like a weird nostalgia for that flavor. I, I remember eating a lot of the hush puppies when I was growing up, but I just like eh, I don't really care about them as much anymore. I know that you can get the 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 fryer leavens. Yeah, you can ask them, hey, give me the grits. My mom does that. In yeah. the I, at least I'm pretty sure bag. she does. Your mom. Sorry, yeah. Nancy, your mom did that. Oh, oh <laughs> wow. You're breaking her heart. She actually listens to this show. I know, I know. I'm, I'm gonna breaking her heart more than uh, the guy who started Long John Silver's who died of a heart attack because he ate Long John Silver. Yeah, I was gonna say more than the more than the cholesterol is. Like. <laughs> um, so Long John Silver's, formerly known as Long John Silver's Seafood Shoppies, uh, and sometimes oh, abbreviated right. as LJS, uh, is an American chain yeah. of fast food La restaurants. Latter, Latter J Saints. The Latter J Saints. Yep, absolutely. Um, it specializes in seafood, as you already know. Mm -hmm. It would be insane if it didn't. Yeah. <laughs> um, yes, indeed. For this episode of Hamburg Lore, corporate mascot lore comes uh, some some stuff here. I had to do a bigger report. So so here's here's the big catch or like the, no, the catch of the the catch of the day. This one's for Reel them in, Nate. this one's for all the fish in the the books. I've been vegetarian for almost a decade. I don't remember what anything tastes like, and I don't know anything about the sea or fish. So here we go. <laughs> um, <laughs> Honestly, like I, there was a period of time where I, I like I did float around the idea of talking about Long John Silver's, but it is way funnier that you of all people is doing it. <laughs> yeah, I've never been there. I never will be there. Yeah. <laughs> I probably will outlive the, the restaurant. <laughs> Well, as long as Catholics are around, you probably won't. So, and I don't think they will be by the time I'm done on oh, this planet. <laughs> Promise? Yeah. Get that rosary, and we're re we're recycling it for anal beads. Oh my god! Hail Mary, full of you um <laughs> Jesus Christ. oh my god i think it's pretty fucked up actually that you would name a restaurant after the bad guy in a book like i definitely wouldn't go to like miss havisham's cake emporium or whatever <laughs> i can't make another reference i definitely have never read a book in my entire life yeah. and that is almost true i've only ever read two books ever that didn't have pictures in them outside of school that's true shout out to i am legend and house of leaves those are the only books I mean, i've ever read i want to i want to read house of leaves it's really good but only fuck boys read it so you have to be secretive about it you, um cool. <laughs> you've only read two books <laughs> yes yes friend <laughs> You should leave that silence in. Yeah, I am. Yeah, I, know, I am. Yeah, that's literally that's literally true. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and even so, inside of school, my reading comprehension and ADHD combined to make me just kind of skim stuff and do the bare minimum. Hey, kids, high school doesn't matter. Books are stupid. Arson is cool. Now, uh, what? 
No, you're right. Most of that. You're Most right, actually. That. No, no, you're right. <laughs> um, Reading is cool. Have you ever seen a fire pill knock? Yeah. It's good. It's really I can good. control one in my living room. Oh, <laughs> with my mind. Oh. <laughs> um, so I've never been to this restaurant before. And the only thing that connects me to it is one time a girl cheated on her boyfriend that worked there with me. Codfish? More like cuckfish. Oh, my God. <laughs> that's, that, that's true, by the way. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Cam's got to recover after that. I hate this fucking show. <laughs> that memory struck me like a lightning bolt, though. I was like, Long John Silvers, do I have a connection? I was like, oh, yeah, that's what What's-Her-Face, uh, th- his boyfriend worked at. And he, definitely while he worked there, I was also working. Everything in this restaurant. <laughs> Everything at this restaurant is beige. Everything at this restaurant is beige. Yeah. And listen, I think some I think beige food is very good. Some of my favorite foods are beige food. But if you look at the menu, it's just as beige as the audience at a Weezer concert, y'all. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. This restaurant is so unremarkable and unmarketable that literally Yum Brands ditched it. Wow. Long John Silver's used to be owned by the people that do Pepsi. And regardless of your personal opinion on Pepsi, you got to hand it to Yum Brands for making it a thing despite of the joke, like, is Pepsi okay being a damning roast of the brand? <laughs> yeah. Long John Silver's? Actually not okay. No. The most noteworthy thing, at least in my eyes, other than the fact that it's the only place brave enough to sell fish sticks at a drive through <laughs> is that they have a bell that you're supposed to ring inside yep. if you liked your food. Yeah. I think that's hilarious. What? If I saw that happen in real life, I would be equal parts thrilled and cringing to death. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's like if you sang happy birthday to the restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> I would cringe through my chair. The only time I ever rang the bell, I was a small <laughs> child, so it definitely still like was oh, a little cute. adorable. Yeah. yeah. If I did it now, they're like, get the fuck out of here. Like, <laughs> sir, we're taking you to jail. We have called the police. Sir, this is a long gins. Yeah. Hey, Cameron. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right. Stop coming here. Cam. Nancy, we're calling Nancy. <laughs> No more, no more leavings for Nancy. It's fucked up. It's fucked up. And now all she's left with is the leavings. Yeah, um, they all, they all leavings eventually. You know. Incredible. All we are is leavings in the basket, in God's basket. You know. No. Um, I'm gonna read some stuff from the the Wikipedia, the Waikai Padaya, mm-hmm. the Wikipedia, because this is one of the more yeah. unintentionally hilarious renderings of American history, and I love that. It's a uh, yeah. The chain was founded in August 18th, 1960, nice, uh, in Lexington, Kentucky. The original location was previously... I'm sorry, what year did you just say? 1960, 1960 nice. Okay, continue. Accept it. Yeah. <laughs> it was previously known as the Cape Cotter, a seafood carryout restaurant in Kentucky, by the way. Yeah. The original Cape Cotter concrete block building was redesigned by architect Druce Hen, which is definitely a a name that you are born with to be an architect. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. 
my name is Druce. Oh, you mean Bruce? No. no. Um, actually, <laughs> no, I'm an architect. The, oh, the pen ran out of ink yeah. when they were doing my birth certificate, <laughs> and they couldn't finish the B. Yeah, like you would if you had a bad report card. Right. Anyway, this joke is bad. Uh, <laughs> he created the the New England style of Long John Silver's early chain restaurants. What with the with the the wooden poles and the ropes mm -hmm. out and such. That original location is now a styling salon, says Wikipedia, which I think is very good. That is yes, the most girls. Long John Silver's ass thing. Yeah. Yeah. They, they. Yeah. Yours is a car wash. This one is like a like a like a lady wash. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Sure, Nate. <laughs> Earlier restaurants were known for their Cape Cod style buildings, with blue roofs and square copulas copulas cupolas no uh, francis no ford uh francis ford king cupola yeah. um wood benches and tables lobster pots and ship wheels and stuff i was when i was a kid i always wanted to go in long john silvers because i had a ship wheel and i wanted to turn the ship wheel <laughs> and then the building turns around <laughs> sorry it is, it is weird that like it is just the worst. That is very funny. It is just the worst fucking place in the world. But like, <laughs> yeah, it is very weird that there is like a charm to it still. It's because it's like a bowling alley. Exactly. Like, like they have vibe. like all of the nautical shit. It's like you're transported into the world's saddest <laughs> museum. <laughs> like, like you're in fucking Epcot. It's just the Krusty Krab. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> they always share a building with something else terrible. Well, I'll get into that. And some of the reason is because uh, they're also owned by the place that owns A&W. Yep. So they're like, eh, anybody? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. okay. Oh, uh, they also have like more, they have like nautical flags everywhere yeah. and stuff. It's weird. Its parent company, Jerrico, was taken private in 1989 through a highly leveraged management buyout. And one year later, other restaurant concepts were divested to focus on Long John Silver's after struggling for the next several years under its heavy debt load. Okay, I'm bearing the lead here, but mm. Long John Silver's has been in trouble since 1989. That sounds right. <laughs> oh my God, me too. That feels, <laughs> that feels right because every time I've gone to Long John Silver's, it has an air of desperation about it. It has a thing of just like, would you want two, two sandwiches? Please, actually? <laughs> please, please, please buy our fish. <laughs> give give you that fillet of fish. Hmm. <laughs> give you that fish. Um, so in 1999, A&W announced to acquire the chain out of bankruptcy. Out of pity. Yeah, out of pity, out of just a nicety that yeah. they did. One year later, it was acquired by Yum Brands, and by January 2011, Yum Brands sold that and A&W All-American Restaurants. They were citing poor sales and a desire to shift its focus to international expansion, or as I like to call it, they're just ditching some shitty restaurants. Yeah, guys. yeah, 100%. 100%. <laughs> I, I have no idea why Long John Silver's is still around like in 2019 the reddit channel r slash conspiracy a sinister long john silver's conspiracy theory emerged uh, a redditor posited that the fast food chain was and continues to be used by kentucky-based cornbread mafia led by john robert boone for mm. laundering the profits of their illegal marijuana business blaze it I mean, it's kind of true oh, for some okay. Kentucky ones. I was going to say, um, I'm going to punch a hole in that theory and say that like that food was nowhere near good enough to be anywhere near marijuana when it was being made. <laughs> <laughs> um, continue. 
it, that's ridiculous though. I wanted to figure out like why Long John Silver's is still like around and Catholics is part of it for sure. But uh, so I went to their own website to figure it out. And uh, if you go to their like about me page at their website, it says seize every moment mm -hmm, TM mm -hmm. like the seven seas. We treat every moment as an opportunity to celebrate the food we love the most from the place we love the most. M dash the sea. <laughs> we have always believed that our unique seafood experience should be accessible to all, but our love of the sea goes so much deeper. We work to serve our oceans as faithfully as we serve our customers because we believe wherever you can make waves, you have to. First of all, it definitely sounds like they're jacking off the ocean. Yeah. <laughs> like we need to service the sea. Yeah. Make that sea foam. Yeah, exactly. Well, exactly. Mm. Um, but also, damn, I didn't know Long John Silver's sold word salad also. <laughs> <laughs> Go girl, give us nothing. I love yeah. a paragraph that doesn't say shit. Yeah. Um, that was so many words to nothing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's just Shocking. like. It's like, hey, what are you about? Water. <laughs> Ocean. Yeah. Ocean. Mm -hmm. It used to say on their website, yes, we still exist, which I think is very funny. <laughs> Man, if that's your marketing angle. It's funny. Like, ah. Uh, Self-aware, though. That is somehow yeah. sadder than Blockbuster because, like, at least Blockbuster had the courtesy to leave. <laughs> you know the easy answer is that old people patronize this store and it's it's pretty much it and like seafood is fairly cheap and there's also the whole thing that and and i'm sorry for the pun keeps this restaurant afloat with only like a thousand locations nationwide is that they're not really actually doing that well and per, like public perception is not good either i ask myself why is it still around and like the answer is like because the people that go there are still alive. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Not you, Nancy. We love you, Nancy. Um, well, she can't go there anymore, so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Either, either die the Long John Silvers or live long enough to see yourself become the Nancy. You best start believing in Long John Silvers. Oh, my God. You best start believing in car washes. <laughs> 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 but yeah, no, like the public perception of of Long John Silver's is like the old guy that's always at the bar that you never talk to. He's like always there. Mm -hmm. He's not really that interesting looking. He's probably named John. He like <laughs> probably smells like fish. Yeah. Um, what? I, I, Don't listen, worry about I it. I wrote this in an hour. OK, I wanted to look up more detailed sales things. But since they've been like public and private and public and private again, it's not easily looked up. So that's that's kind of. uh. It's kind of it like 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 really that's only the the info that's only worth sharing. It's kind of a boring restaurant that serves beige food to beige people. Let me let me share you another uh, Long John Silver centric story that I think really like kind of encapsulates uh, Long John Silver's like the energy that it kind of exudes. Um, yes, I uh, I went to in high school. I did a band camp and over the summer nerd shut the fuck up uh and and let me tell you what i did with the flute <laughs> uh in in the dorm that i was staying in uh, i opened up the closet and somebody left a giant long john silver's paper crown right um and so i like grabbed it and i'm like look at this weird fucking thing and i turned it over and somebody did math homework on it long john division <laughs> and i looked at it and it was wrong <laughs> That's so funny. Wrong John Silvers. <laughs> it was like algebra, but like 
the worst shit I've ever seen. It it was like it was it was really funny. I think that is just like representative of Long John Silver's as a whole. In mm. that like you've got, you know, yeah, it looks sad on the front, but it's even sadder on the inside. <laughs> like, oh my god. It's, and it's wrong. weirdly it's wrong. It's weirdly wrong. wrong on the inside. Like me. And we don't know <laughs> how they got to college, but they're still around and we just don't that's understand true. why. Well, but yeah, that's 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 like that's like basically it. Um so oh fuck, actually there's like some more little details about seafood that I found interesting as I was checking this stuff out. Um, I'm going to ask two questions yeah. um, that I want you guys to think about while the break music is going to play. Mm. How many times have crabs happened? Mm. Infinity. And, oh. <laughs> and where do eels come from? Mm. We'll be right back mm. after the break. <laughs> Welcome back from the break. <laughs> um, so if your mind is on fire from those questions, just calm down and, and see what I mean. Or I guess you could say, hush, puppies. Um, I'm leaving this fucking call. <laughs> Fuck this show. <laughs> so now I actually want to answer this, uh, this question, but I, I'm, I'm not going to clarify anything at all. I just want what you think your answer is. First, how many times have crabs happened? Cam. Twelve. Pillnock. Like so many more than twelve. <laughs> if we're price is writing it, I'm gonna say thirteen. Fuck. Eat shit. <laughs> the next question is, uh, where do eels come from? Cam. That's not the answer. <laughs> is it crabs? It is the answer. Uh, <laughs> I already did one about Cam. Yeah, this is, yeah, this no, is no, no, I'm, I'm on level yeah. two of this bullshit now. I don't I don't, I don't fucking know, man. Uh Pizza Hut. <laughs> pill knock um like genesis probably <laughs> <laughs> oh what a good podcast um Is it? like if, like if i had to guess i'm waiting to i want i want to know where eels come from please you won't <laughs> this is crazy um, so it could be pizza <laughs> the crab shape has evolved so many times that scientists had to come up with a special term for it carcinization oh mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah uh the term was introduced into evolutionary biology by la bordale who has described it as one of the many attempts for nature to evolve a crab <laughs> <laughs> i love this concept yeah no i kind of do too you can't evolve a crab it's the perfect form you yeah. can only evolve into crab yeah cloth does not evolve so <laughs> yeah fine your uh, your eye is perceiving a crab when you see this round kind of oval shape says joe wolf a research associate at harvard's department of organismic which i wanted to yeah, read as I was, well I, yeah you, <laughs> you powered through and we're all biology. proud of you we're very proud of you but out of the blue crab, the king crab, and the dungeness crab, shout out to Pilnock, <laughs> um, 
<laughs> Only two are true crabs or wow, gatekeeping brachyurans, um, a division of the decapod order that also contains shrimp, lobsters, and crayfish. The king crab, which is basically the classic version, actually isn't part of this unique family. It's a part of what is referred to as the false crab group. What? <laughs> yeah. Fool's crab. No gods, no masters. Fool's crab. Imitation crab, oh, okay? Anyway. Um, <laughs> Gerard Schultz, a recently retired crustacean zoologist at the Humboldt University. I did not expect you to say zoologist after that. A crustacean um, <laughs> in Berlin. Why should you use a French accent? He's in Germany. I don't know. Sorry, go Gerhard. on. Gerhard. Sorry, it's Gerhard, not Gerald. <laughs> Incredible. Anyway, whatever. Um, He says this hilarious sentence. I would not say that every crab is a crab. <laughs> yeah. Speak on that. Why become crab? Why is crab? Um, <laughs> potentially the crab uh well you, you why is crab usually she's just hungry um <laughs> <laughs> women am i right <laughs> yeah women do be eating. <laughs> <laughs> potentially the crab form provides more protection and surprisingly flexibility for crustaceans with the with the <laughs> with the pelon tucked under the carapace am i right guys um, there's less surface area for predators to grab. Basically, if you're just like a little guy, if you're a little mm -hmm. circular mm -hmm. squatty guy, ain't nobody can get up at your little bits underneath. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh -huh. And so that's why crabs keep happening is because crabs, hey, it may not be, you know, PC to say, but it's the ideal form. OK, <laughs> you know, this is what peak human performance looks like. Performance yeah. looks like. Absolutely. See, then what's stopping you? Exactly. Yeah, they. Yeah, you can get into like smaller cracks uh, than like the more lobster-like compatriots and ladies. Um, <laughs> not convinced that crabs are the apex of everything? Here's some facts about chess and crabs because Cam, if I'm yeah. remembering Hello. correctly, Hi. was the president of the chess club in high Correct. school. Yeah, absolutely. And best baby. And I also need to make this report long as Mr. John Silver himself to fill time and lead you to what I'm actually going to be talking about later. Right. So the crab opening in chess. Oh, yeah, of course. Do you know of this? Uh, I've heard of it. I've never actually like done or seen it, but I have like heard that term thrown around. Cam's never done the crab. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard tell of the crab. I've heard of such tales of the crab opening. Hey, kid, you want to do crab? No, whenever whenever I played a lot of chess, uh, I uh, didn't know what a lot of the openings were called i just knew them what they were yeah you knew like this pawn so, to this yeah, yeah it's yeah. like oh, okay yeah i just know what the shape of the board looks like like totally yeah. and that's that uh, yeah you're not studying theory yeah, you're that. playing a fucking a game fucking yeah. nerd are you kidding me well the crab opening in chess is naturally the most powerful opening available even amongst the animal named ones by advancing A-file and H-file pawns, mm -hmm. you cement a solid grip on the edges of the board, leaving your adversary to overextend yeah. into the center, which you are now surrounding. Not only will this have the element of surprise, as the opening is criminally neglected, and your opponent will be unlikely to be familiar with it, even as a basic theory, but additionally, you're enabling both of your rooks to be lifted and activated, <laughs> ladies, uh, <laughs> in an <laughs> unexpected manner. As you can see from I am Eric Rosen's 100% victory record with it, the crab opening is a truly fearsome weapon. I have accidentally been 
playing the crab opening for years. Wow! Shorty, I've been playing the crab for years. Hell oh yeah! What's good? What's up, gamers? How's it going? I've been playing. I love how I I said what the thing was, and Cam was like, "Oh yeah, no, I know her." <laughs> Turns out I do. We go way back. So I know her biblically. Um, Checkmate, atheists. Uh, Dude, hey, guy that used to work at the guy that worked at Long John Silver's, check your mate, because I'm fucking <laughs> jail. Anyway, thanks for being here, Pilnock. Uh oh fuck. So I used to enjoy these podcasts. Yeah, you know? me too. <laughs> so that's 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 the crab thing. Crab hap crabs have happened five times. Yeah. That's that's the answer. So we were close, actually. Cam was Cam was right. I was thinking so no that's 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 fine and like it's a misleading question on purpose right um but just you know kind of go about your day and think hmm, crabs have happened five times <laughs> we just keep doing it yeah the other thing i want to talk about is just the simple fact that nobody knows where eels come from <laughs> that's true <laughs> yeah i love uh, them long boys this is kind of similar to the concept in Pokemon where Pokemon eggs just kind of show mm -hmm. up and nobody knows yeah. where the Pokemon eggs come from and are made. And it's just kind of a thing that the second you look away, there's just going to be a Pokemon egg there and nobody knows how. It's a fucking jump scare. But like with parental responsibility at the end of it. It's, it's hilarious because canonically in the world of Pokemon, nobody knows where eggs come from. Yeah. Do they not have cameras? That is true. Like every 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 scientist since generation two is just like, we don't know how they got there. They just get they just show up. So the mystery of the eel. Eels are a prevalent species. There are many variations and they're everywhere, yet this vast species shows no clear form of reproduction. The curious life cycle of the American eel has baffled scientists for centuries. Its European counterpart has caused confusion for literal millennia. Aristotle believed they just came out of the fucking mud. <laughs> um, other philosophers posited the possibility of spontaneous generation. One noteworthy thinker theorized that they were born when an adult eel scraped along rocks on the seafloor, and it was sort of like a like a, this flakes of skin would then morph into adolescent eels. So mm. yeah, no real satisfactory theories were around there. One young researcher went so far as to spend 10 hours a day dissecting the strange fish in an effort to find something that pointed to reproduction. Day in and day out, he would travel to the local pier and purchase all the eels available. He spent so much time with the little nasty creatures that he <laughs> seemed to start to hallucinate and see them everywhere. Jesus. This young man was Sigmund Freud, and that's true. <laughs> oh that's my true. god. Holy shit. Of course it was. That little pervert. Yeah. Was your dad an eel? Like, are you, what is your, like, what? Nasty <laughs> anyway, little man. A nasty little man. Over time, it became clear that all previously discovered subspecies of eels were instead one step on the evolutionary life cycle of the eel. Eels would begin their lives in a larval stage and undergo many transformations throughout their life, similar to frogs or butterflies, right? Mm -hmm. They're just different shit at different times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What remained a mystery was where are the mature eels and where are the infant eels? Remember, no eel has ever been discovered with reproductive organs. Likewise, mm. no birthplace or mating ground has ever been discovered. In early spring of 1904, Johann Schmidt began what would become a lifelong obsession. And I, and I get it. Yeah, me too now. Yeah, exactly. Like, if you're studying these fuckers and 
how do they fuckers? How do these fuckers? Yeah. And you don't know, (laughs) but there's more of them. There's new ones, but you don't know from whence. (laughs) It's insane. So Johann Schmidt in the spring of 1904 began his lifelong obsession. He purchased a boat and dedicated himself to the research of eels. He vowed he would not return from his expedition until he discovered the birthplace and life cycle of the illustrious invertebrate. Basically, he was like, I'm not fucking coming back until I know what these little nasty men be doing. Mm. Um, Nearly... 20 years later, he had enough information to infer where the mating grounds of all eels might be, oh, cool. <laughs> despite never have observing the ritual or any mature eels or infant eels. Imagine spending 20 years of your life trying to yeah. figure out where a very pervasive animal comes from and not having any clear answer by the end of it. Yeah, that's kind of fucking wild. <laughs> 20 years? 20 years this motherfucker was like, where are these noodles from? Show me the eels. <laughs> show me the eels. This is infuriating. Just grabbing an eel out of the water and yelling, show me where you fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Essentially, what we can glean now is that in the Sargasso Sea, there is a kind of sea in the, with. Excuse me? The Sargasso Sea. So, in the Sargasso Sea, there is a kind of sea within a sea um, because of how the currents move and where it is, which is the literal fucking Bermuda Triangle, you guys. Uh. <laughs> from, what we can, from what we can gather. We think that all eels spawn from the Bermuda Triangle. What? No dick, no balls, nothing. (laughs) Do they breed in captivity? No. You'd think that the answer would be achieved by then. I don't know. I know. We just find, well, because they're, because that's the thing is that eels, eels are like everywhere, but we don't know. Yeah. Why? (laughs) I don't like this. (laughs) I'm not even, I have not even fictionalized anything yet. Yeah, that's the worst part about this. Yeah, I like it. Um, So it's believed that silver eels make this journey back to the Sargasso Sea where they grow and their reproductive organs like show up. Like they, they mm. go there and their body is like, I'm in the fucking place. And it's like, <laughs> in the fuck zone population you, bro. <laughs> exactly. Hell yeah, brother. And they make another invertebrate. Um, wait. <laughs> the beast with no backs. Whoa. <laughs> so they, they show up in the Bermuda Triangle, grow dicks, mate, lay eggs, and then die off. And that's why we can't ever find any old ass eels. Like, <sighs> and, like, we, like that are of mature, like birthing age and stuff and have like the organs what with to do mm-hmm, the stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and we can't find their babies because they all go in this like nigh impenetrable part of the Bermuda Triangle. Unbelievable. That's fucking rad. Yeah, they they go from America and Europe down there. Like it's a it's like it's like it's like birds flying yeah. from the fucking like for hibernation or not hibernation, mm-hmm. but you know what I mean. Yeah. But there's so many kinds of eel. There's big yeah. fat boys and there's little tiny slippery boys. I heard the Lizzo song. <laughs> they all come from the Bermude? Yeah. From what we can gather, maybe. What the fuck? 
needless to say, skeptics doubt this generally accepted life cycle that they have, which could also be said about my my mom uh, about me. <laughs> like, doubt this generally accepted life cycle. This is super fucked up that we just can't figure out where these guys come from. Yeah, I'm pissed. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Um, Do you know what else we don't know where it comes from? The hat man. Hello, Great. everyone. Yeah, hi. Hello. If you there weren't aware yeah. or haven't listened to the previous two episodes of Hamburg Lore, this is the this is the third of five reports I'm doing on the hat man. I thought I was being spared. I kind of had to do like a long lead up to talking about him to throw him off my scent because of what may or may not have happened last episode. The hat man is an entity for those that don't know that people in all cultures and nations around the world uh, see while they're experiencing sleep paralysis. My girlfriend literally saw the hat man before she knew what the hat man was as a phenomena around the world. When she learned about it, she had a fucking crisis because he's here. In previous reports, I established that he shows up in this mildly altered state of sleep paralysis where you're able to look around and have thoughts, but you're not able to move. And sometimes you imagine that you can't breathe. And some people even report seeing the hat man in the doorway of their bedroom, at the foot of their bed, or even standing on their chest. Step on me, daddy. Oh! I also said last time um, I delved into the fact that I believe that the hat man is using the airwaves similar to number stations in order to send information to our brains. What I'd like to elaborate on is that I think those signals are coming from waves that the brain recognizes as, well, brain waves. I think that he's showing up, putting out waves in order to put us in the state of near death and near sleep in order to observe us, observing him mm. while unmoving and experiencing fear. The only explanation I can see for the prevalence and well-documented appearance across world history is that the hat man himself exists outside of time or maybe passing time and feeding off of the fear that we give off in order to go forward in time and be born in the first place at the end of time. Easy stuff. First grade <clears throat> shit. Yeah, I played Chrono Trigger. Uh... Basically, what I'm saying is the hat man was born at the end of time uh -huh. and exists outside of time. Therefore, he's everywhere all at once. Yeah, that's a great movie. It's a great movie. Googly eyes. Yeah. This fact that we can't explain where he comes from and that he shows up in the same shape for everyone made me have this like eureka moment with my fascination with crabs happening five times and what's happening with eels, who knows where. <laughs> um, the hat man's shape is like carcinization forms it, like from this like murky depths of night's mm. embrace which he then mm. turns into his icy grip as he feeds on your fear mm. yeah yeah and with no known origin or explanation he reminds me of how eels are the same way so <laughs> what i've been thinking about is how we only see him in the shadow and that that striking silhouette leads to uh, a hypothesis for me of what i think he is and from where he came from, at least in this timeline in reality. I believe the hat man similarly emerges from the Bermuda Triangle being perpetually made by eels as they return the fear that was swept away from us in our sleep by his very own self outside of time appearing again in a circular loop. And if we think about the silhouette of the hat man, we can think about the shape of a domed head with two protrusions on either side forming the brim of a hat. But I believe... That might be a mistake or a kind of paridola where we see something relating to humans. But in reality, it's beyond our comprehension. What I believe that that shape is, the dome with the two curved sides of the hat is not a hat. Oh, no. But is indeed 
the sixth time crabs have it's happened. the sixth crab. <laughs> Why don't we ever record this in the middle of the goddamn day on a Saturday? Why does it always have to be at night when it's pitch black out and there's like a siren going by and I'm hearing about how the hat man is made of fucking eels is going to suck the fear out from the foot of my bed because he's a little nasty man who's into feet. Yeah, hmm? he's sucking feet. Goddamn. Like. Noon. You know, this is a noon. <laughs> this is a noontime story. If it's any consolation, I did formulate this report at noon today while I was at work. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. I'm never going to sleep again. So, I mean, or, that's just true anyway. Yeah. So this is this is indeed the sixth time that crabs have happened or maybe the first time or maybe the negative first time or something. Oh. So in summary, what I'm saying is that the hat man is from the Bermuda Triangle and is made of eels in his own service after receiving fear from himself and other points in time and space. The eels take this fear to the Bermuda Triangle where they construct the hat man in nature's perfect shape. The crab. The worst part about this the world now hear me now hear me now hear me hear me my warning stance and is now delivered with finality seek no further knowledge seek no further knowledge truth is no armor truth is no armor time time will neglect this endeavor time will neglect this endeavor and every endeavor, endeavor, every endeavor, every 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 and every endeavor, all, all but my own. own, all but my own. I I I, 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 I am already here, here, here. I am already here. I have, I have already seen. I have already seen. And I know. And I know. And I know. Stories, stories, do, not stories do not end. Stories do not end. The worst part about this is I can't prove it to be false because, as I previously <laughs> stated, we don't know where the fuck those eels go. We don't know where the fuck those eels fuck. We don't have any idea how many eels there are at any given point. There are there, There's an eel inside of you right now. A completely unknowable amount of, e of eel. And, you know... If I were, and I'm making this up literally right now, great, if I were great. to say something that would link this to Long John Silver's, um, that restaurant smells really bad. And if the eels are everywhere, who's to say that there isn't an eel on Musk? <laughs> okay. I, I have to, I'm ending the show I now. just wanted to clarify I didn't write that and think it was a good uh, thing to write. I thought it now yeah, and yeah. thought it was a decent thing to say Pilnock, now. thanks for being here. I'm not yeah. done. <laughs> <laughs> Sit down. I am. Class is over when I dismiss it, damn it. I only have one paragraph left. Okay, great. Um... <laughs> I have two episodes worth of things that I still want to talk about in relation to the hat man. And I apologize for the long lead up to this, but as I previously stated, I needed to somehow try and fool him from thinking that I'm on his trail. So that's, that's the hat man and what he wants. Next time I'm going to talk about an attempt to capture the hat man that actually worked. Excuse me. This concludes all known lore on treasure planet. The planet made of treasure, a story for boys. <laughs> <laughs> Huh. Anyway, I know I'm free. Hey, what's up? Uh, <laughs> what's up, Pilnock? How's it going? How you doing, it's bud? A weird fucking podcast. Yeah, it is. It's very weird thinking about how this show started. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
hey, Pilnock. Uh, yeah, Cam. If you want anybody that listens to this to find you, where can they do that? Yeah, no problem. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns for me, you can find me at MCU Thoughtcast on Twitter. I'm also yeah. in the SGS Discord in the Thoughtcast channel only yeah. because I've never consumed any other media other than the MCU. It's just my favorite. I love it so much. Or food, weirdly enough. So or food? never eaten ever. So uh, you, I've never yeah, eaten. You just, yeah, exactly. So not only don't. eats Ant-Man and Hulk. Yeah. yeah. No, 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 no. <laughs> Well, hey, uh, thanks. Thanks for listening. If you made it this far, um, turn around. Um, yeah, it's it's fine. <laughs> you, you, you know where we are by now. Shout out to Zach Russell, the homie for doing our show art and music. You can find them at Sugar Crash Tats. I'm on Twitter at the Candy Man. Thanks again for listening, everyone. And remember, decay exists as an extant form of life. <laughs>